Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Well, hello everyone and welcome to God's Word for Life. I'm your host, Jonathan McClintock. This is a lesson companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your winter 2020-2021 Living Word lesson manual or student workbook and turn to lesson number 12 intended for february 21st 2021 the lesson entitled freedom from fear for those of you who are not word of flame curriculum customers we invite you to grab your bibles sit back and let's dive into god's word together All right, well, before we look into God's Word together, if you want to go ahead and turn there and hold your place, we will be reading from 2 Kings chapter 6 and 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Kings chapter 6 and 2 Timothy chapter 1. Here's a list of the top 10 uh, people's phobias from 10 to 1. Thunder and lightning, dogs, mice and other rodents, enclosed spaces, spiders and other insects, flying, snakes, going to the dentist, heights, and number one is public speaking. Now that's, according to one source, that's the top 10 list of people's phobias. The mere mention of the word fear incites fear in many who hear it. Blood pressure rises, hearts race, palms sweat, and eyes enlarge. The word fear reminds us there are things in life that scare us half to death. But all throughout Scripture, God commands his people to fear not. He calls us to cast our cares or our anxious thoughts on him because he cares for us. 1 Peter 5, 7 tells us that. Fear causes us to worry when we should trust. Fear robs years from our life and certainly robs life from our years. How do we overcome fear? Well, one word answer, love. Perfect love casts out fear. 1 John 4, 18. Throughout, uh, through our love for God and others and through understanding his boundless love for us, we can live above the fog of fear. We need not fear what our friends or our foes fear because we have a friend who sticks closer than a brother, according to Proverbs eighteen twenty four. If your default response to life is fear, pray for God to change your default setting to love. Pray God will help you to love him, love others, and remember his love for you. After all, if God be for us, who could be against us? Let's turn to lesson number 12, freedom from fear. The focus thought for this lesson is God has given us the power to live without fear. Let's turn in the Bible and let's see what God's word would speak to us today. right, let's look in the Bible here, 2 Kings chapter 6 and 2 Timothy chapter 1. We'll read from 2 Kings chapter 6 first, and we'll look at beginning at verse number 8 and go down to verse 17. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8 says, Then the king of Syria warned against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent it to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. 
And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of and saved himself there not once nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he's in Dothan. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city of Bout. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And let's turn to Second Timothy chapter 1, read two verses here, verses 6 and 7. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And that's the focus verse, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The focus thought is God has given us the power to live without fear. I love this story in 2 Kings chapter 6. I've taught on it, preached on it uh, many times. I love the message of it. I love the, the, the intrigue, the excitement, the, the, the turmoil, the tension that's, that's happening. It's interesting that in 2 Kings chapter 6 with this story, the king of Syria uh, is trying, he, he's tried several times to capture or kill the king of Israel. And every time, he goes to where he thinks the king of Israel is. Every time he enacts his battle plans, the king of Israel is not there or somehow the plans are foiled to the point where the king of Syria began to become a little bit disturbed thinking that the possibility exists that there is a mole among his leadership. And to the point where he brings his servants before him and says, somebody tell me which of you is on the king of Israel's side? Who? Where's the mole? Which of you is giving away our battle secrets? Which of you is betraying your king and your nation? One of the servants spoke up and said, we're all true to you, king. None of us are doing anything that you would say. But I have heard that the prophet Elisha tells the king of Israel all of your plans. Even those that you speak in quiet silence and uh, carefully in your bedroom. The king of Syria, uh, the king of Israel hears what, these, what you are saying through the prophet Elisha. Did you find it interesting? that this this very thing happened, that God would speak to Elisha every time the king of Syria would make plans to 
entrap the king of Israel, try to kill him, try to destroy him, try to uh, some uh, very tactical move that he's going to, he, a super tactical move he's going to make. And, and then all of a sudden God whispers it to Elisha, this is what they're doing. This is what the king of Syria is planning on. This is where they're going. This is this is their plans. And God would speak that to Elisha, and Elisha would just go to the king of Israel and say, "Don't now, don't go that way tomorrow, king, because Syrians are there and they're going to try to trap you." And the frustration on the king of Syria, thinking there's a mole in the camp. Do you think we can know the enemy's plans? Do you think we can know the enemy's plans? Do you think we can understand his tactics? And as the Bible tells us that we are not ignorant or should not be ignorant of his devices. I believe that we can know the plans of the enemy. I believe through a study of God's word and through prayer and through sensitivity to spirit, we can understand and learn the tactics and the plans of the enemy. There are devices the enemy uses all the time. There are certain tactics when it comes to causing us to fear or causing us to worry. Or there, there are tactics that try to bring division among us, try to, try to trip us up. The enemy uses the same tactics over and over again. And Paul says we should not be ignorant of his devices. We can know just as the king of Israel through the prophet Elisha was made aware of the enemy's plans ahead of time, I believe that we can also know the enemy's plans. And because we have and can have the Holy Ghost living inside of us, and we have access to God's word, we can hear. We don't have to hear through the prophet Elisha. We can hear God speak to us. I believe God can speak directly to us, can speak to us in our heart and our minds through prayer. God can speak to us through his word. God can speak to us through the preacher, through the preached word. God can reveal the enemy's plans. We can be aware of what the enemy is doing and not be caught off guard. We can know. The story goes on because the king, will somebody go spy out and find out where Elisha is? Because we're going to go after him. Now, think about this. He couldn't get the king of Israel because every time he'd make plans to go capture him, to go kill him, the Lord would speak to Elisha about it, and Elisha would warn the king. So how does he think that he's now going to actually go capture and surprise attack the one whom God speaks to? (laughs) But he said, go spy out where he is. And we're going to capture him. They said, well, he's in Dothan. And so he sent horses and chariots and this great army. And they came by night to surprise and encamped about the city. And Elisha's servant got up the next morning and looked out the window. And he saw the whole city was surrounded by horses and chariots and a great army. And, of course, the servant of Elisha knew what it was. They, they knew that he knew that it was the Syrians and they had not just come for anybody in that city. They'd come for the man of God, Elisha, and him being his servant, knew he came for him too. And when the servant asked Elisha, how, how can we escape this? How are we going to live? We're, we're in, we're, there's no way we're going to get out of this. And Elisha looked to his servant and said, he said this, he said, fear not. Here's where the theme of this, this, these passages and, and this lesson it's attached to. Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And 
Elisha said a prayer, and the servant's eyes were open. He saw surrounding the Syrian army was an army of horses and chariots of fire, a heavenly army that had surrounded the physical army of the Syrians. And the servant knew then that it was going to be okay. Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Why do we always have the advantage? Why do we always have the advantage? It doesn't mean that there's not going to be tough battles and tough fights in our lives, but no matter what we face, we have the advantage because there are more with us than are with him, than are with the enemy. How do we know that? How do we have the advantage? We can look all throughout Scripture that God's on our side and that the, that the armies and the angels fight for us, that the, the Lord is with us. But Romans tells us, Paul told the Romans, he said, if God be for us, who can be against us? It doesn't matter if the enemy comes against us with a million different tactics. God's for us, so who can be against us? It doesn't matter if things turn against us and it seems like there is no way and there is no hope. There's more that be with us because God is with us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? God is always the majority. God is always bigger and greater than whatever comes our way. So we don't have to fear. Fear not. Hear the words of Elisha today, speaking into your situation, whatever it may be, however difficult it may be that you're facing, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. God is for you. If you're on God's side, then he's on your side, and he is going to cause you to be victorious, so fear not, but trust in him. And then 2 Timothy chapter 1, Paul speaks to, his, to Timothy, his son of the gospel, and stir up that, st- to stir up the gift in you. Stir it up. For God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Where does fear come from? Where does fear come from? Well, we know God does not give us the spirit of fear. So fear does not come from God. I think we can create scenarios in our mind and become fearful by the way we think and the things we dwell on. But fear comes from the enemy. The enemy is all about fear because fear paralyzes. Fear causes us to question. Fear causes us to doubt. Fear comes from the enemy. God has not given us the spirit of fear. But remember, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we don't have to fear. God has given us the power to live without fear. God has given us freedom from fear. We need not be afraid, but he has given us power. He has given us love, and he has given us a sound mind. We can trust him. We can lean on him. We can hope in him. We know he has all things in his power and in his control. So I don't know what it is you may be facing. I don't know what it is you may be going through. Not sure what it is may be surrounding you in your life. But fear not, 
If God is for you, who can be against you? Let's look at a couple of things we can do to apply this word to our life. First of all, I challenge you to read this story again. Really get to know this story in 2 Kings chapter 6 well. Because it shows us the power of, uh, through, through the example of Elisha and the king of Israel and the king of Syria and the servant of Elisha, it shows us the ability of God to reveal to us ahead of time what the enemy plans to do. God is never caught off guard by the plans of the enemy. God is never caught off guard by what the enemy is wanting to do in your life or my life. God knows the end from the beginning, and he can reveal some things to us. And so I challenge you this week, first of all, to study the word this week to learn the enemy's tactics. The Bible reveals so much about the enemy and his tactics, and he will reveal that to you. Read it. Read the story in 2 Kings 6. Read some of the letters that Paul wrote to the New Testament church that God is for us and that the, the, the armor we talked about uh, in previous weeks, that we can put, put on the armor of God and be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We can stand firm and stand strong because we know where the devil likes to hit. We know he likes to hit our minds. We know like he likes to hit our emotions. We know he likes to hit our families. We know he likes to attack. We don't need to be surprised or ignorant of his devices. Study the word this week to learn the enemy's tactics. And then secondly, pray Pray the promise of First Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. God, you've not given me the spirit of fear, but I pray you'd fill me with power this week. Fill me with love, love for you, love for others, that I would understand more and more of your love for me. And then I pray for a sound mind, that you bring calm and clarity that you would bring peace, that you would bring a hope, and feel pray the power and promise of 2 Timothy 1.7 this week. And watch God step in and give you the strength that you need to overcome when the enemy tries to cause you to fear and surround your life. No, if God be for me, who can be against me? Lord Jesus, we are so grateful for the promises in your word thankful, Lord, that we don't have to be caught off guard by the enemy. We don't have to be caught off guard by the things that come our way. But your word gives us warning. Your word gives us direction. Your spirit that lives within us gives us direction and speaks to us. Lord, I pray this week you would speak to those listening, that you give them wisdom and direction. Some of them feel surrounded in their lives by the enemy, but remind them and show them you've not given them the spirit of fear, but you give them power, love, and a sound mind, and you're going to make them victorious because you are fighting the battle for them. And if you are for them, who can be against them? You're the majority in their lives. You're the majority, and you have all power and all dominion. We thank you for the promises of your word. We stand upon them, and we want to walk in peace and hope because of the power of the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise. Amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast 
And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.